On this episode 156 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, I forgot to talk about the Climb Cryos helmet that I was going to use as our product of the week. But since I just got it and I was going to tell you how awesome it's going to be, I'll have to talk about it on one of the next episodes. But other than that, we went into a lot of stuff, a very ambiguous story with a lot of curious soliloquies. <laughs> I like your, I like the metaphor you used. Yeah. That works. <laughs> and the rest of the show was as good as it could ever get. So here's the show. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, episode number 156. It's pretty surprising. Matt Mattoon, co-host. Yep. Semi-producer. Semi. Coach of some sort. Yep. I coach people how to ride. That we've done 150 of these episodes. 156. 156. Well, six of them don't even count because they're just garbage. Actually, there's a half episode in there. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like a, there's like 149 and a half or something because we weren't ready to do 100 or no, it was a 50 and a half or something or 99 okay. and a half at one point. We're live on uh, my Instagram account at Jimmy Lewis. Is it Jimmy Lewis or is it? It's our Jimmy Lewis off road. It's the Jimmy Lewis off road one. Yeah, Jimmy Lewis off road is where we're live on the uh, Instagrams currently. We do. If you wonder what we do. On the Instagrams, we do a pre-show for a couple of minutes. You, get yeah. to, you usually get to see me trip over the cables mm-hmm. that Matt rearranged, and now I don't know where they are. I stub my it's toe because I'm barefoot. It, I'm actually, I actually almost walked out here not wearing pants because oh. it, it is only 70 steps from my bedroom to this mm-hmm. setup right here, which actually looks like a professional studio, studio but it's some really just janky rustic thing that we built that um if we, we have if we ever turn the cameras around <laughs> if we hang garbage up on it's just a good place to hang garbage up on the wall right so tonight we're going to do all of our favorite things we are going to answer your questions and this is what we're doing gt moto photo uh said 48 year old here with three months trail riding experience on a crf 250 still possible to train and compete in the mint 400 uh GT Moto, when is that? Is that in, that's in like October or November, isn't it? Matt's going to kind of check the date on when that is. Um, I would say, I would say no. And the reason I would say no is, and don't, I don't want to crush your dream. I would just say that there, I would start out by doing some local Moran desert races, some District 37 desert races, or some sort of uh, races to build up to it. Because it's like, if I want to climb a mountain, if I was a mountain climber, I'm not going to go to Mount Everest and say, okay, this is the one I'm going for, or Kilimanjaro or something like that. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to start out by doing, let's see, uh, Mount Whitney, did that. Mount Charleston, the wrong way, did that. Yeah, I did that one with you. Yeah, I've done Telescope Peak. You know, build some stuff and then go, okay, now I know a little bit about mountain climbing. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they run the motorcycles on a, I don't know if they it, it, the one year I I flew in a helicopter above it, they ran the motorcycles on a separate course from the cars or a different course of the cars, so they weren't you weren't going to get run over. But any event that mixes cars and bikes, you do not, you absolutely do not want to be a slow bike because you will get passed by cars and potentially run over. Because in the words of a very famous trophy truck driver. He says, well, I didn't kill anybody this time, so why am I getting penalized? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and, they, 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 and they, have, they have enough money. Yeah. They have enough money to think like that, which is ridiculous. Right. 
and they're trying to beat their buddies. They're not making money. They're racing to, there's so much pride in line there. They don't care about you and your little motorcycle, whatever you're riding. But yeah, um, no, it, it, yeah, you can still possible to train and do that stuff on the CRF 250. Uh, that bike will compete in the, it, it, the bike really doesn't matter. Look at some of the junk they're doing in those hooligan classes that they're riding around in those things. So, uh, yeah, come out and take our school. We can we can make your um, your uh, experience a little bit more thing. Uh, Ricky Mountain ATV MC, like the name. Hey, if you want to support Dirt Bike Test, uh, this show, a lot of other things, you can go through our link on the website and click through. There's a thing called uh, Support DBT. Support DBT. You click a button up there, and if you click on the links, it'll take you to Rocky Mountain MCATV, and we get a little chunk of that. It helps us out a ton. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's the only reason that Matt will still come out here to do the show, because he wants to be mm-hmm. a Vegas kid. He says, Ricky says, what do you think about the AKT Tech oil filters that Taco Moto sells? So I'm not familiar with the AKT Tech oil filters specifically. Um so if you if if they're you know, looking want to look that up real quick and there's an AKT AKT it's a, a Takamoto also Takamoto sponsors one of our segments that is called Roosterendo where you send us a picture of your bike and tell us the year making model tell us a little bit about the modifications you've done wow what is that the talk- no, I, I don't think mother that is. of all oil filters sold out it's sold out I don't think that is the Thing I'm looking for here. Okay, yeah, Let's that, try to find on. that looks that looks like some sort of accessory add-on thing. So, Ricky, I'll just tell you a couple things. Most oil filters are created equally, <laughs> despite what they all tell you. They're all kind of doing the same thing. There's little specifics and specs and stuff. Uh, I've run a lot of different oil filters, and I've never had any problems with any of them. Okay. <laughs> so they all filtered the oil and they all did a good, they all did a good job of doing it. But I never, I never like allowed a bike to grenade or ran them for seven years and expected them to work and not plug. And, uh, it doesn't say what they are. Well, I found AKT's okay, website what? and it oh, looks so, like, so that it looks is. like Takamoto just sells a branded version of it. Okay. So it looks some, like some sort of pull out screw in. I think it's, it's magnet as well it has a magnet on it okay that's reusable magnetic filter fully replaces the single use existing paper filters is it only a magnet yeah it is not it's not a screen no i think it's just a quick is it stainless filter? it's a minimum no flow. oh i you know what i'm not i'm not I'm not in on that, <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> you, you, you know, don't mess with something that's been working for hundreds of years. <laughs> I, I I can see that because there are other things inside of your oil that you would want to filter out. And if it's magnetic, what about the aluminum that's floating around in there? And I'll tell you a little thing about the aluminum. It doesn't stick to magnets. And there's got there's got to be a filter in there. Or does is it got you because if the aluminum goes through there and then it gets back in the oil pump and then it goes in one of the passages, it can plug one of the little, the little spray nozzle jets. So don't, uh, don't, I, there's no, there's no way, uh, that that can be Takamoto has exactly the... what it is. It looked like I, I'd have to do further research, but that's what I think right now. If your normal filter is doing, uh, what it's supposed to be doing, call it good. 
How is Paul Neff doing in his training? Uh, I'm sure Paul's doing okay. I've worked with him on his navigation stuff, and he is like 700 times better than when he started. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but he has, he still has a long ways to go. Um, we are going to do some stuff right before. I think he's going down south to do some of the other rallies. So we're going to do a little couple little warm ups and stuff, but he'll do good. Oh, will he be here soon? Uh, Jason Abbott on the uh, Facebook says, I will see you in Idaho this weekend. Want to race? Uh, I don't race adventure bikes, but I will go slower than you. I promise that. Rare earth magnet oil filters. What are you saying? Uh, Charles Huckham, what's the status with Brabeck this year? He's training and riding. Uh, Andrew Short. I, I know that guy. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was Ricky's competition before. So, uh, okay. So we've cleaned up the, we've got all the Instagram things. So if, when, when you guys get cut off here in a few minutes, if you are interested, if this isn't boring you to death, you can switch over to the YouTubes or the Facebooks and uh, find us going live there. Matt, who is this show brought to you by? It's brought to you by Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, and Bulletproof Designs. That's correct. Hey, um... Yeah. I haven't been riding hardly anything except I rode a TTR 125 mm -hmm. and an OSA Explorer. Other than that, okay. I've been doing uh, bathroom remodeling and putting a roof on something. Oh, well, you'll, you'll be <laughs> jealous because I've been riding a YZ250 FX, KTM Freeride, Beta Cross Trainer, Honda CRF250. Oh, I rode the Freeride E. I rode oh, yeah. it down to the post office today. Nice, nice. What would you think? It only goes 50 miles an hour. Yeah, it's it's capped. Uh, the, the the speed limit was forty five, so that was okay in that aspect. But yeah, like I'm just thinking if I get someplace else out here, I want to go take it on some gnarly trails and just find out. I want to really see what what it will do because that mm -hmm. you know because it's sort of dial a dial of amount of power. It, mm -hmm. It's it's so much different because there's no clutch. There's no no. I want to try it on some really nasty stuff and kind of see how that how that actually works out. You know, I, I wouldn't mind taking it on a on a gnarly trail myself, but I would be concerned about the battery life because on <laughs> on the map to get it to actually get to to ride it how I want it to, that burns the most battery. Like the longest I've gotten out of it uh, when I was just in map three, its most aggressive map, and just riding, uh, I'd say is like forty minutes. Right. And, you know, that was just on it. Uh, so, so, so you, you ran it almost dead. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and, I, I, and you got, and you got 40 minutes. I got 40 minutes out of it. Cause, cause to get to our technical riding here, I mean, our good technical riding, it's 20 minutes each way mm -hmm. at yeah. least and, and uphill on the way up. Yeah. So it, it would really kill the battery. Like I have some, I have some tighter kind of technical hey, stuff. Did you out see that big here? giant solar trailer that we have out here now? Yeah. I was here when Logan brought it out. Well, so what you can do is you can drag that up a hill with a diesel truck uh -huh. and you can park it there. And you can, that inverter will run off of that. We have changed plug, but mm -hmm. we could plug it into there and then you can charge it up and just go riding around with that big solar trailer as your charger. Oh, there we go. That's so green. Mm-hmm. Except for getting it up there. Yeah. RF817 says, do you think Dungey raced the outdoors to help develop the new KTMs as KTM hasn't been on the podium all year? Uh, they were with uh, Plessinger. Uh, is the new chassis that bad thoughts? So we don't really talk about racing here unless it involves me. You know this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we do talk about technical stuff. And he's talking about talk, the chassis. You talking about the chassis, so we're going to go there. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, this is why I don't do, this is why I was such a horrible journalist 
at a at a motorcycle magazine when mm. we had to review or talk about racers and stuff because they're animate objects and they actually think and stuff. I prefer dealing with inanimate objects that don't talk back. Mm-hmm. And then that way I can say whatever I want and I'm going to upset some people, but the object does it. I don't hurt its feelings. So mm-hmm. I can't really get in the head of somebody. And so I don't know what he was doing, why he was doing it. I thought it was pretty impressive. You know, yeah. come back. I was, uh, I was, I was kind of initially just as an older dude, I don't want to get, I don't want to get hurt. So I don't want him to get hurt. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So initially that was my, my concern. I'd hate to see him come back and get hurt. And then my other thing is like, man, did he wreck some of his statistics? Yeah. Like his podium statistics and things like this. But okay. Aside from that, I don't think that the chassis is that bad. I really think that the racers and, and all racers are head cases. They're freaking head cases and they get something in their head and all of a sudden it's the bike. Mm-hmm. It's not them. And, and, and maybe the bike changed from a flavor they like to a flavor they don't like. Well, they can change a ton of stuff and they can get the bike there. But once, once, a, once a top racer, these guys are so on the edge and so trusting in their equipment. The minute that they don't trust their equipment, they're never going to, they're never going to be able to get it to work right. Mm-hmm. So I feel that because from what I, I haven't ridden one. So I, well, I actually, eh, I've, I rode the, I rode the two strokes. So I think, the, I think the bike's fine. It's there's nothing in there that's so weird. And but this is coming from a guy who liked Honda's when they went to aluminum frames. I liked Husaberg's when they had weird shaped engines. I have liked uh I like the YZ four fifty the first year they reversed it. All of a sudden now everybody's it's great. It's like it's been great since the very first right. year. It's just some head case racers got on it. First couple races annihilated everybody. Then the magazines came and said, hey, this bike sucks, or some of them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they're like, this bike sucks? I mean, geez. Uh, and now all of a sudden, the bike sucks. Right. Because remember- it's, it's in their head, period. So so uh, I don't know that he was like a development portion for that. I'm sure that, you know they are always doing testing, always doing development. I know he wrote it. You know That's kind of how it started or how it was, was explained to mm-hmm. me. To me, it's a, it's a much more simple answer for why he came back. Um, well, why KTM would let him come back is, I mean, it's Ryan Dungey. It's a pretty recognizable name. Yeah. It's rec- it's to me, rec- that's why KTM would be like, yeah, let's you can come back. Right. For sure. And, but they, they, you know, I, I, of course they want to win. Actually, they had a really horrible year as far as, you know, lately they've been killing it, you know, years up mm-hmm. to this. And this year they had a pretty bad year. I wouldn't blame it all on the bikes. I blame the riders. And, and if the, if the bike didn't fit the riders and I know there was, there was uh, parts, you know, they weren't able to get the parts and all this other stuff. So there's lots of, there's lots of background to it. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, we, sorry. I kind of kept the racing topic going when we don't talk about racing. <laughs> oh no, you can talk about it. I'll just tell you, tell you to clamp it. A okay. Triumph 450 MX bike. Will it work and sell and make sense? Should they have made a 350 XC bike? I think anybody that has a potential to make a 350 XC bike should make a 350 XC bike. I, I agree. I'm blown away that that Yamaha hasn't oh, it, done this. It would be the best. It'd be my. It'd be the best bike. It, out it there. would be because because that 350 is just a, you. You would 
not need a 450 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyways, I think that bike would be that would be insane. Um, but yeah, and and it's and it look at Beta. Beta makes 17 different types of four stroke. Uh, Bob, if you're not careful, you're going to get on camera. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Beta makes like 20 different versions of the same motor. So it's it's possible to do. I don't know where the Triumph is. I don't know. Uh, you know, they hired some big names as marketing, and who knows exactly where you know where it's at. That they're doing a really good job of keeping it undercover, under wraps. Mm -hmm. um, surprise spy photos haven't broken out, or I don't know. There's really no media anymore. There's like no media that you you know used to go crawl underneath fences to go take pictures because if you yeah. If you're smart, you can figure out where these guys, it's a small industry. If I really mm. pried into it, I could find out who's riding it and where they're riding it. And I could right. manage to get a photo, but. Are they developing it in Europe or in the States and Europe? Don't know. Oh. I've, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of contact with anybody mm. that's really in, involved with it uh, closely. Mm -hmm. So, and I haven't really poked around. I, I'm just not as motivated as i used to be well, for that i think i think you're busy with some other projects yeah i'm i'm uh i'm uh i i re replumbed a house did yeah. plumbing in a house so and i have a cat now have i yeah. told you about my you know about my cat yeah your your cat that uh loves your cat seems to know when there's a camera around and she goes right to it and shows her butt yeah that's my one. cat yeah. and she walks on your freshly washed car oh and freshly washed bikes yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah during during the shoot by the way <laughs> So, uh, will a Triumph sell? Yes, it'll sell because there's a lot of people that want something different and they're, they, they don't want just a, a, a red or a white KTM anymore. And Hondas are two Hondas and Yamahas are two Yamahas. There's, there's people that they want to ride a Husaberg, if you know what I mean. Right, right. Yeah. They're, 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 <laughs> well, I mean, just look at the response Christine Just got. give me the damn bell. I'll ring it myself. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I just... Oh, you broke the show? No. You I turned down my headphones so everything Husaberg, went quiet. Husaberg, Husaberg. If you <laughs> don't know what this is, this is the Husaberg bell counter. This bell's almost broken. Kind of like it's it, it's probably like a Husaberg. If it breaks, you never want to work on it. <laughs> but the point I was gonna make was, you know, we do need like more back there will be a market for like new bike manufacturers, either it's good or bad. I mean, just look at the response that the Christini got on this fat tire bike. Uh, Chris Garcia, 450 says, Jimmy is part of triumph. <laughs> uh, good luck. Okay. Let's, uh, so thank you. Uh, Christine of, of Scott. Hey, there's a difference between a Husky and KTMs, right? <laughs> There is. No, there definitely is. They're they're different colors. <laughs> no, they're different. They're different, but I promise you that 96% of people, including most magazine test riders, if you spray painted them black and had them hop on a ride, they couldn't tell you which is which. They mm -hmm. couldn't tell they couldn't tell you which is which. And if you spray painted two of the same ones and told them they were different, they would tell you they were different. <laughs> right so uh anyhow oh uh well uh yeah christy andy i can't even read your name because my eyes aren't that good everybody says i should get glasses but i think uh i'm gonna stay away from those yes the rear suspension on the 
EXCs and XCW versus the yeah. We're, I thought we were talking about motocross bikes, but yes, this there there are definitely differences on the KTM's that are PDS based. I will give you that. So, okay, uh, boy, the questions are coming in on that. This this was a hot. This is this yeah. is much better than that damn that stupid dirt bike test Instagram channel. <laughs> I'll have to share this with dirt bike test. Trevor's probably sitting at home going like, like, how come they're not on Instagram? Like I thought Instagram was the thing. Mm -hmm. Had a chance to ride some adventure bike riding with. Okay. That's a good, that's a good (laughs) (laughs) comment. Excellent question. Okay. uh, Let's see. The best suspension company, Northeast US, F. F Medic 710 wants to know this. Best suspension company north and east. I don't have a whole lot of, I mean, because like a lot of times they're really low, you know, it's kind of like local and there's zones and areas. I would talk to the guys you ride with. They'll give you their opinion. I know that Factory Connection was out of that area in the beginning. They were up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're talking more off-road, Drew Smith who who used to he had works enduro rider uh was doing suspension for a long time and i you know i have no idea what drew is doing i raced with his brother chris smith uh quite a bit and uh so they were they were definitely involved so but it kind of depends on what you're really trying to you're trying to get but i would go for Customer service, a company that, that 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 has good customer service more than anything else, because that's what it's going to come down to when you know things need to get done. Yeah, and and because it, it, <laughs> it's uh it's tricky. You know, I, I know a lot of the the race tech, you know, centers and stuff like that. They're they're kind of just doing what and, and not that it's good or bad it's just they're just kind of doing they've they've gone learned how to do this stuff and they just kind of use the setting guidelines that they do but there's an art to suspension and you'll find that there's some guys that are really good at it and they're really good at it for a certain style type if you get a chance ride somebody else's bike and see if you can you know you can feel what they the guys say they do uh, or if you're just going for a service then just go to a <laughs> go to a good quality place it has good reputation so mm-hmm. Okay, we have any other? What's my blue sky wants to know? What is your opinion of Sherco, and what is their product support like in the U.S.? No, um, we don't I, really know a whole lot, do we? No, I have. I have literally have no idea because I don't have any contact or interaction with. Them. I've, I've requested test bikes before, and they either a didn't have any bikes or b they said they're selling so good that we really don't want to do any media stuff or see the company was changing hands or the media guy was different and I had no contact. So I really can't comment on that because I don't know. And then would it be risky or a pain to own a Sherco over a KTM with part service support? And I would talk to some Sherco owners <laughs> again right. to, to find out how, how that is. Uh, cause I don't have any experience, but I'll tell you, I mean, the Sherco has some good, you know, some good, they have an electronic power valve. And after riding a KTM with an electronic power valve, I realize how powerful that is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably the electronic power valve is probably more advantageous than fuel injection, which is 
a big step to, for me to say, but you actually have to ride one and I haven't ridden one, so I can't tell you. So, uh, George Justice says, I, I can't believe George didn't call in, but he's probably got a crappy connection, right? Probably. There was a guy that, there was a couple people that were going to call in. They mm-hmm. threatened to call in because they wanted to convince me that the KTM 690 is the best bike in the world. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't, they won't take the hot seat hotline. Brought to you by Seat Concepts. Yeah, just. By the well, way, Seat Concepts has Husaberg seat covers and foam in stock, ready to ship. And how do I know? Because you just I, ordered one? I, I got mine today. Oh, nice. Yep. That nice. box that came from Seat Concepts. So my one super ratted out Husaberg seat was is going to be so fine when I get time to play with my staple gun. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a Husaberg seat or any other seat, because you know what, what else was in that box? Because it was heavy, right? Yeah, yeah. Tenere 700. Ooh. Tall comfort. Nice. For Jimbo here. So Nice. I'm liking that thing so much, I almost want to ride it up to the KTM Adventure Rider Rally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be any conflict? <laughs> this may be my my last KTM Adventure Rider Rally, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah. George is wondering about Mr. Happy here. He was see? He's he's propped oh. up by he's propped up by beer. <laughs> he couldn't handle it. The only way I could tell if Mister Happy is in a one-piece arrow stitch is arrow stitch suit is to observe his uh, body position while he's riding, trying to ride his adventure bike in the standing position because mm-hmm. there is the the. <laughs> it's kind of like the arrow stitch suit, which isn't a bad suit. The one piece because I used to wear I used to ride to work all the time, mm-hmm. and it was just I could wear my nice clothes. I could just zip in and zip out the way that they have the zipper set up. You just you just literally step in this thing, zip in and zip out. But it's meant to be you're meant to be sitting down, kind of in a crouched, almost you know, road race ish position. Okay, so it folds you forward and crunches you down, which is mm-hmm. kind of how I ride through the trees. But if I wanted to stand up, I can't stand up because it's just not that way. Yeah. So imagine having you're, you're like a leaf spring and you have to fold like this, which is with your butt back, or you have to fold like forward. And if you really try to stand up, you 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 can't get the length out of the suit, so your body yeah. pivots forward and you get the pelvis <laughs> forward position. Yeah. So what were those beeps? Uh, that was hot seat hotline. Oh, somebody's calling. No. It's, it was got, the opposite. You got, you got dropped. The of that, yeah. Which uh, if, Joe says YZ three fifty FX. Yes, please. <laughs> I gotta. We should find somebody. Uh, yeah, turn your speaker off, there, Chief. That's not. It's just really. <laughs> so we should actually try to build one of those. Oh, that'd be cool. I know there's. I know there's big bore kits and stuff like that. We should actually try to build one of those. Uh, so Joe, we'll we'll try to make one and then we'll tell you how we did it. That's on the on the agenda. So let's see if we have any questions here on the thing. Uh, solid performance WP in the north. Solid performance WP in the northeast says Steve Camrad. Uh, so that's a that's a shop that comes recommended by a guy here on the uh, Instagrams. So anyone anyone. Uh, Oh, let me see if I can actually scroll, yeah, down, scroll down from Todd Kelly. Okay, what's he want to know? I've been putting some miles on the 16500 EXCF and have experienced the flame out and about half a dozen times over 200 miles. Bob, do you so. like the term flame out? No. 
it's not a turbine or an oil burner. It stalls. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> flame out, it doesn't exactly exist because it's not a turbine motor, just for, for your, uh, to be more correct, Todd. But keep going. The more you know. It seems, yeah, we need that sound effect. There we go. It seems to always be at an idle when you go to blip the throttle and poof, the bike falls in its, fa- uh, in its face. Is there a riding technique or another way to overcome this other than going to a Vortex, which I've heard mixed reviews about the results? Well, my experience, especially with the Vortex, is that it gets worse. And how do I know? Because I have one on my 14. So the Vortex does not cure this problem. Here's what the problem is. Your motor is running at an RPM that's rather low and you give it gas and all of a sudden it just puts a little bit too much gas in and it stalls. Or when you turn the throttle, it puts not enough gas in and it stalls. And it depends on when the ECU is taking that reading on the uh, on the crank position and all. It's, there's a lot of stuff. Turn the idle up just a little bit. Just a little bit. And it'll get better and better every little bit you can tolerate turning the idle up. So, Todd, just uh, give give that a little bit of a try. The other thing to be aware of is just make sure that your your you know all the all the little stuff, the fuel injector is clean, the uh, fuel pump is pumping properly. Those things can have a little bit of an effect on it, but it's not nearly. Generally, when those things start going bad, you'll feel it more at the upper end of the power, but it will kind of. Uh, rear its ugly head uh, down and low end throttle response as well. So that's uh, that's my suggestion. But the Vortex does not cure it. The the uh, Get, in my experience, does not cure it. It's, it's um, both of those ECUs, any ones that I've ridden have, especially for the older ones, the, the, the anything before 17, they were never tuned by somebody who rode the bike where you want to ride the bike. They were, Not, it was tuned for the dyno, right? It was tuned on a dyno. If you want to just haul ass and always keep it above 6,000 RPMs, those things make a lot of power, and they definitely are faster, and all the things you hear about. Put a tack on your bike and look at the RPMs where, you, where, you, where you're riding, and you'll see uh, what I'm talking about. And they, they just have kind of, kind of horrible throttle. They're not as good as stock down there. They just are not. So you have to be a mechanic to own a Husaberg. No, a smart mechanic would not own a Husaberg because they realize <laughs> how much time it takes to work on them. I like to not ride mine too much, so I never have to work yeah. on them. Yeah, Drew Smith is still WER. Yeah, good. Thanks, Norman. Uh, Mark Daniels, are you headed to the KTM rally in Idaho? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what does FM Medic Seven Ten want to know? He's, uh, he's adding some uh, enduro. Oh, because he wanted monsters. to know the 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 suspension company. Yeah, mm-hmm. at, at that point, I would stay away from Factory Connection. Although they have done some of the best, like I would call it uh, cross country XC suspension that I've ever ridden. Uh, oh, really? They did actually the Christini that we have. Mm-hmm. I told them that's what I wanted, and they did a really good job. And that was an awkward thing for them because it's a front-wheel drive bike, and it does mm-hmm. handle and perform differently. But we talked about it a little bit, and they nailed it the first time. I mean, I did not want to send it back, and I said, after that, I was I, it, that was what kind of convinced me that these guys really, really know what they're doing because mm-hmm. they I mean, they didn't just guess. They had, they had to do some thinking on this one. So, yeah. What does Luke want to know? Luke 
Cooley. My Husberg FE550 has been a breeze to service. Did not have to order a clutch case cover from... Uh, did have to order a clutch case cover from England, though. Relatively easy to find parts it shares with the KTMs. Great bikes. So the FE550 is before the um, the awesome 570, and I had an FE650, which was probably one of the most powerful, like, just... Oh, it's something about that motor. That mm-hmm. thing was gnarly. So, and, that, and the 550 was actually just a better all-around bike. The six, the 650 was too much. Yeah. But yeah, getting parts for the, <laughs> the older ones. <laughs> KTM tried to kind of keep them. Tried to kind of keep them going because it was kind of like they they did what they did with it. the Husky. They bought them, but they left them. They let them be Husebergs for a little while. Everything was on the wrong side. Wrong side. A little bit backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those ones are definitely easy to work on. But you have to work on them a lot more. Water pump seals, <laughs> crank seals, uh, ignitions like to go out, frames break, suspensions moderate at best. Oof. Hey, we got some uh, more on the uh, the live boat adventure. Miami says, "What bike is he talking about right now?" It could be any bike. <laughs> could be your bike. <laughs> it could be your bike. Because uh, the, the, I'm, I'm having a hard time kind of monitoring all of our different things. That's why we only let you guys on for a little while because you're not really part of the show. You can't hear the voice of Matron if I use it. You don't get to see. Uh, you don't get to see Matt over here. See, this yeah. is what we're looking at over there. I'm showing you the the screen. I'm showing the Instagrams, everything. So that's why you got to join in. You, a boat adventure miami you can uh you can rewatch this whole show at any time at the convenience of your computer on the youtubes so just go to our dirt bike test youtube channel uh search tech talk taco tuesday it comes up and tell a friend and then you'll know what bike i was talking about because i don't even remember and christian yando of sky christian yank i'm gonna it's so many questions now christian yank of sky I'm really interested on Vortex because of changing my TPS help, but didn't eliminate it. Oh. So there's a calibration with the Vortex ignitions that you, that you, I guess, need to do to calibrate the TPS to make it work right. This is true with anything because the, the throttle position sensor is very, very critical in making sure your bike runs properly. And uh, Mojave Bob, our, uh, our, our lap dog of a fan here sitting in the, you know. I prefer sycopan. Sycopan, okay. Uh, yes, you're raising your hand. Yeah, you have to be so careful on those bikes because if the throttle position sensor. So he's saying you have to be careful on these bikes because if the throttle position sensor. It, the timing will advance too quickly. Right. It's, well, there was, there was the old thing. It was like, oh yeah, if you just turn the throttle position sensor and advance it, then it's going to send a richer mixture into the, into the combustion chamber. And it was like, it was like, this was the, the Euro TPS mod and the Euro map. And that was, and it was like, the Euro map is just as screwed up as the US map is, if you think they're screwed up. But like just reclocking the TPS, I mean, it's, we're not in the old days where it's like, oh, just advance the ignition or retard the ignition a little bit or something, or, you know, or bump a main jet. This is like, these things are pretty delicate operations, but it needs to be calibrated. And Richard Cody, what's the phone number? Is this our KTM 690 guy? The C Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. He's on the line. He's on the line. Oh, he found it out. Oh, well, I put it in the chat. 
That's good. So I'm bringing them on right now. And uh, Richard, you're on air. Hello. Hello. Hey, Richard. Uh, the best thing is, is none of my Instagram followers can hear you. So you're kind of, you're, you're kind of like the only All person right. that's watching you is just me and Matt. So don't be nervous. All right. It's, uh, it's pretty hard to understand you, but um, uh, I guess I'm online. Um, I do have a question. So I picked up a uh, 2019 YZ450 FX, and uh, I did my first hair scramble with uh, AMA up in Kanaka last weekend, and I ran into a lot of issues with um, when I would stall or crash, basically getting the, the bike started again. Right. Um, have y'all run into any... Not start issues at all before <laughs> with that bike? Yes and yes. So if there is a weak point on any of the Yamahas that are electric start, is the restarting is, I will call it, inconsistent. And I've asked Yamaha about this, and I've I've we've tried some different things. And what it what it is in in my opinion is that their their fuel mapping on startup is just not that good and it's not something that's easily adjustable because it's kind of it's it's in an rpm where you can't necessarily do much adjustment like with the with the the power tuner so in in i think it's worse on the smaller bore bikes on the 250s than it is on the 450s but and especially, and, and it seems to get worse when the hotter the bike, you know, the hotter the air temperature and the hotter the bike is. Kind of like, you know, how when you used to have to kickstart a four-stroke when it was really hot? Uh, kind of like this. Uh, does that, but it does it kind of match what you're experiencing? Do we lose him? Hello? I think we lost him. Uh, yeah, I think we, we maybe lost. maybe Maybe he hung up on his bell, so... <laughs> Maybe you know it's funny because he said he, he said he had a hard time hearing us. Yeah, I wonder is is there a problem? Is because this would fall on you, on your job description to make sure that that the callers can hear us. Because mm-hmm. this poor guy is now going to have to go back and rewatch this whole horrible episode to figure out what I just said, right? Or he could just go on YouTube. I think just click back a little. Oh, bit. you can scroll back. Okay, yeah. yeah. So so yes, it's an issue, and I have not yet found a solution for it. So we tried a couple different things. We tried um, batteries that have more cranking amps because the stock battery, and here's the other thing with the stock battery on a lot of the motorcycles, the bikes that come with the lithium batteries, they have sort of a shut off in them. So if the battery starts getting hot, they actually shut, it shuts down. They, they overheat and you have to wait a few seconds or a few minutes, depending on the, on the brand and this other stuff. So it can't crank, but we tried higher cranking batteries. Didn't change. Just, just so you know, mm-hmm. I got no, no difference in performance based on that. Uh, but the good thing was, is you, you got more chances with an aftermarket battery that did not have the, 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 I guess the, the fail safe inside of it. So I've been using Shoari batteries for a long time and had very good luck with those. And we put it in our, our, it was a, I think it was Trevor's YZ250FX that we, had the the race head on I, th- I don't remember we t- we tried some different stuff on on a, on one of them that was it was a little bit and it like i say it didn't it didn't help it but you got more chances what we did learn is that is that if you're if you're doing stuff with the throttle like changing the throttle while you're doing it, you're making it worse 
and and the bike the yamaha does know that if you take the throttle and and you take it and you turn it wide open and push on the start button it knows you're trying to clean it out they've programmed this at least in here Mm -hmm. so sometimes on the crash stalls so you're like your, your bike stalls at not an idle it stalls at a higher you know kind of a higher rpm the fuel mixture inside the cylinder and all that stuff and, and in the intake track is is a little, you know, because it, it's it's shut down all of a sudden. There's probably more fuel sitting around there than it needed to. But the best advice I can I can give you is that make sure that you your your clutch is not dragging. And if you're trying to start in a gear. And if it if it is if it is, this is the problem. And the way you can remedy this is to take the bike out of gear, put it in neutral, and try to start. If it starts a lot easier in neutral, your bike, your clutch is probably dragging, and you're 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 already taxing a taxed system. So that and and clutch drag is a, is a big is a big issue on you know making the starters not work. And I I think if it would just spin a little quicker. You know, and that's why we went to the the different battery. But so then we started stalling it and weird different things. And we realized that if your idle is set properly or maybe just a tad higher than than what I would normally run, it started better. But if 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 I run my idle where I like to, which is low, then it wouldn't start as easily. So, so there's little things you can try as well. So try, try, make sure you have a good battery, try idle, make sure your clutch is not dragging and uh, all that kind of stuff. So thanks Richard for that call. Hopefully we uh, got that question answered mm-hmm. and uh, time for the next one. Yeah. The flame out talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. I was asking because I missed that first part of the Vortex ECU. Totally cured my CR450RL and made it perfect bike. And the traction control is fantastic. This is Boat in Miami Adventures. Mm-hmm. So on a really corked up bike, you're definitely going to get more um, more power. And I think on that bike, uh, no, the one I rode had a factory ECU on it. <laughs> the, good, the, the good one. What did we put on a... Did we ever change the... No, we put a JD tuner on ours. And we I got I was really happy with what we got uh, with a JD tuner on our 450. Uh, RF817 wanted to be in the live video. I can't do that right now. Uh, Fast Company joined. And the reason they joined is they want to make sure we're talking about their products. Yeah, the fi- Flex Handlebars. Flex Handlebars. My absolute favorite. I haven't been riding a lot, but uh, if I ride a lot, when I do ride a lot, the only reason I can ride as much as I do... Fast Company Flex Handlebars. They they take the shock out of the handlebars. And I've always said, this is something I've always said, they make good, bad forks good. Because <laughs> if your <laughs> forks aren't that good, ma- making the bars take some of the harshness out of them. Mm-hmm. So I can actually set up my forks differently to perform better and still not you know, have that harsh ride mm-hmm. when I run them. So we used to have a code to save right up until Labor Day. I actually need to find out if people use that code. And if they didn't, I'm probably going to get canceled because that would be the easy thing to do to me right now. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, I would be remiss if I didn't say that if you think their motorcycle handlebars are good, you should try their mountain bike handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> Game changing, wow. especially if you're a, you're a avid e-bike rider like myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
check out uh, fastcompany.com, and that's fast with two S's, F-A-S-S-T company, and uh, you will see what they have over there. So what are the benefits, if any, to add clutch weight? That's a good question. And it's funny, I got in a discussion with somebody who said clutch weight is absolute BS the other day. And I'm like, no, I've tried it and it does work. So it's not as, as dramatic as a flywheel weight. It's it's less because it's spinning at a it's spinning at a different ratio. And it does it of less than half. No, it's usually about half. Yeah, less than half. I mean, I'm looking at primary gear size. Depends on the motor. Depends on the design. But so the clutch weight, and and it doesn't have as much effect on the handling because it's not spinning as fast and it's in a different location. It's actually usually off the crank center and different things. So, But what are the benefits? Uh, sometimes it can help stalling a little bit. Um, it can smooth the motor. It can give the motor motor a little better run on character. Um, that's it. So uh, we have a test on www.dirtbiketest.com of a clutch weight on a Husky 252 stroke, I believe. So if you want to know exactly what we thought about it, that's where you can go because I don't remember exactly what was written because I didn't write it. I rode, I rode a bike with one. But uh, that's the uh, that's the the thing. Dave, what does Dave want to know? Do you have any idea when Yamaha is going to release the 2023 WR450F? End of October, I believe. Early November. I'm pretty sure we are going to ride it at the mm-hmm. end of October, or actually mid October mm-hmm. is when we're going to go ride it. I'm not because I'm going to be doing another job, and because uh, this this motorcycle journalism gig pays so well, mm-hmm. I can't figure out how how I used to sit in a corner office in a nice building on Wilshire Boulevard up high, and now. We can't even get a couple bucks to to do a, to do a show where I answer all the same questions and try to test bikes. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't. I I can't believe that they gave all the money to Facebook and Google and there's nothing left. <laughs> I can't believe it. And and mm-hmm. and now and now they've got the they've got the influencers influencers by the chonies. Imagine if Mister Happy here was somebody's um, uh, lower things and they got them right. Like that. Is that graphic enough? Uh, I, I wasn't looking. Because guess what? We're not going to invite you to ride the new 2023 YZ450 <laughs> or the new bike anywhere yeah. if you say anything bad. Yeah. Now it's yeah. it's influencer. They, they're influenced different. <laughs> I was going to tell a story, wasn't I? What's the phone number? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take another call on the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline, uh, 775 775- Three one eight five five one five. Bulletproof Designs makes a lot of protective items. They have all the stuff for the new twenty three KTM's and Huskies in stock, ready to ship. As long as they didn't sell out last week, because I mm-hmm. didn't get the I didn't get the update this week, but I'm pretty sure it's there. I'm a big fan of the little part that bolts on your chain guide on your KTM, so you don't knock off those precious little tabs that hold your chain guide on. That deflector triangulates and stiffens that whole part. And especially when you're running a bigger, bulkier chain guide, a little more robust chain guide, mm-hmm. 
If you wonder why KTM puts that small piece of jewelry on there, because it's lightweight, it works most of the time. And if you hit a rock, it doesn't tear the the tabs off. But if you mm-hmm. put a bulkier chain guide on there, you better beef that sucker up. Check out Bulletproof Designs if you're curious about that. And things like radiator guards, disc guards, even the front one. Yeah, and which, other which isn't, products. Which isn't an automatic roost if you submit a bulletproof designs uh, no. front discard. No, it's I'm amazed how that's just fall I mean, I think I scared them all away. I'm pretty sure I scared mm-hmm. them all away. Recommended tire for big bore bikes and hard packed terrain, Luke Conley. Kenda Parker DT. And of and of thing. Run it in the intermediate direction, uh, especially the front. Okay. Nate Nader Tater. No, no, it's hard. Nader Tater. Hard. Run it yeah. in the oh, run it in the hard direction. hard direction. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Run it. Forget what. Ignore the last. Can you edit that out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hard. I've too many too many things going on. Like <laughs> I I I know uh, I know what kind of felt paper to put down underneath steel roofing now. The peel and stick as opposed to the thirty pound <laughs> felt. It's this is important things. Right. I know the flow loss on three quarter inch uh, PEX pipe versus copper. Learn that. I don't know why. <laughs> Nader Tater shh, wants to know. Sherco factory parts aren't too hard to get your hands on. There aren't as many aftermarket parts available as other brands, but seems to be more available as time goes on. Yeah, that's that sounds pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's and it was funny because I always remember when people wouldn't buy the off brands because they couldn't get aftermarket stuff for it. You know, and, and at a time it was like chains and sprockets and, and like wear parts, mm-hmm. but those seem like now they come a lot easier, but it's like the blingy stuff. It's like, oh, I can't get custom graphics for my Husaberg. Right, right. <laughs> Would you say Beta is in the same boat as Sherco, or are they a little further ahead as far as like in the for, aftermarket? Definitely further ahead. Okay. Yeah, and, and the good thing about Beta is they don't change stuff that often. Like, mm-hmm. like they change colors a lot, but they don't change the big pieces too much and so stuff lasts a lot longer mm-hmm. on on the betas as far as i'm but i i don't know anything about shirko's what does oh. sean want to know where's logan and cletus been up fired them both mm. just get rid of them they're no they're, i don't know they, 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 they've been around you've seen them i saw logan on sunday i, I think i scare him away after a while they they maybe. realize there's too much uh, responsibility around here and they just can't handle it. They got to leave. Or maybe they just see you dangling Mr. Happy in some uh, unsavory places. Well, it's just that they know where they're going to get kicked if they do something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> School started, Sean. School started. And they don't live here anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. But they're fired as far as you're concerned. Start rumors on the internet. But uh, FF Medic 710 is asking, most important question of the evening how many highlights are you planning on sending this evening? The champagne of beers, my friend. Uh, not very many. No, I was just, I was thirsty. Yeah, that one yeah. tasted so good when I cracked it earlier. I mean. Well, I, saw, I saw you loading all the stuff. I'm like, oh, you got a big, big I had drive. A, so. I had a, I had a, uh, I mean, I had a big chunk of tri-tip and then, and then cracked that sucker. It was good. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a Mr. Happy stand now. That's why There we go. Pretty good. Okay. Let's see. Use the co- oh hey somebody use the code. Hey thank Don Don, Don yeah. Netzel awesome. That's uh glad you did that. It tells how you like those things. Yeah please do. And, and then, uh, Chris Real steps in. 
And he says exactly what I said. Try yeah. running the idle just a bit high. <laughs> feel, must be feel good to be validated by a real expert. What? Yeah, well, you were validated by Chris. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, Mark Daniels just installed the bulletproof rear adjustable axle blocks from Taco Moto. Good. So not only did he support bulletproof designs, he supported Taco Moto. Two for one. Mark, how come your bike hasn't been on Rooster Endo yet? That's the question. <laughs> I think it might have. Oh, really? Maybe. Let me let me check the let me check the records here. I don't remember. So, this question popped into my head when we were talking when Beta came up. Uh, have you ridden the Beta motocross bikes? Bikes? No. Uh, you know, I did a long no. Uh, yeah, a long time ago I did, but not the current ones. Okay. Mm. So Instagram, it was nice uh, chatting with you. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, send you guys away. Cheers. We'll see you out on the trail. There we go. I want to end that now. Mm. Okay. I want to share it. And I will get to that in a minute. Yeah, right. Do we have anything else? Uh, we might have some from the show notes here. Uh, hey, if you need to adjust the spokes on your wheels, how do you do it? The best way is with a fast company, a torque wrench, spoke torque wrench. If you watch factory mechanics that are always checking spoke because their guys are always trying to wreck wheels, that's what they use. I use them. Actually, I use a lot of W wheels. And I never have to, I go and check them. Yeah. And uh, I don't have to, I never have to, they're always on, they're always perfect. But when Trevor gets me a bike and the wheels are all dinged up, then I have to use a fast company spoke wrench to mm -hmm. get it all dialed in. So remember, you can do that when your wheels are out around. Yeah. Yeah. Which I might, I might need those for the, for the 250 FX. Speaking of the, <laughs> the that, that one, that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we do have a, uh, it was a, some posted on the uh, full test for the KTM 390 mm -hmm. from a uh, Stuart Brown. Uh, this is also a great bike for experienced riders that want a lighter machine. He just sold his V Strom 650 and picked up the 2022 390. Lost a bit on the highway, but a lot more fun the off-road and plenty capable of long-distance touring. Great review. Yeah, that's I. I mean, it makes it makes sense. So he, he's downsizing. He's an experienced rider. He's downsizing. He doesn't yeah. need what the I. I haven't ridden a V Strom, a newer V Strom six fifty, but those were actually nice kind of cruiser bikes and stuff. But yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't say that my mom had one for years. She loved it, but was also the first one to say this isn't really an adventure bike it's just it's a, a, it's a street bike with a with a with a very comfortable upright riding position yeah 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 and uh pretty, pretty solid bikes all right so the 2023 kx250 the randy cox was saying the sound is very different from the 22 it seems like the rev range seems uh, is in a lower and not as high as revving as the 2022 He's talking about the KX250F. Yeah. I have to ask Trevor. Yeah, I have to ask him <laughs> as well. My, my experience was, my experience with the off-road version, but it's the 22, is I didn't really have to rev it. No, that one, I kind of did have to ride a little bit like 125 almost. Huh. I, have yeah, they, they, I have to they, ask Trevor too now. All 250Fs, you kind of have to ride like a like a 125. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Trevor, Trevor needs to answer those <laughs> questions. That's part of his job. Right. But he's making he's making insulting videos of me and our in our uh, our our nuggets. Hey, you say, you say insulting it. 
it uh i think it insulted the 300 riders and their egos oh not not yours <laughs> because it, th- that that was that 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 blew up oh okay yeah i you know you'd say something and it's just insulting my confidence i mean my e- ego or something like that uh well there was a lot of people in the comments that had your back so oh really yeah well people who watched the full video were like hey guys he was actually making a really good point here you should watch the full video I mean, do you have a, if you're watching it on those any of those things, you have a three second attention span, right? And so that's how much that's how long everybody watched the Tech Talk Taco Tuesday on Instagram for like three seconds, and that's why they think it's good because <laughs> the studio looks bomb, right? It does look good. Contents free, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then they then they go, okay, I'll go look at the next reel where the other guy's doing like a wheelie down the street or something and cool. Yeah. Or or uh, we went to a dirt bike race or with went strippers. To, yeah, with strippers. Oh yeah, we need to get back at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, we'll, everything. We'll, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday with strippers. We'll bring it up in the next quarterly meeting. Okay. Uh, so Mark Daniels says it has not been on Rooster Endo, and I was asked that this weekend. Oh, is it, the bike's that cool that people said, "Why haven't you put it on Rooster Endo?" Yeah, it's in his profile picture. I can yeah. kind of see it there on the side of the screen. Oh, is it a six ninety or? No, I think I don't think he's a six ninety guy. I think he's twelve ninety. Huh. What does Harlan want to know? Hey Jimmy and Matt, what's your favorite, most useful piece of gear you pack for an extended single track rides? I'm doing a two hundred mile this weekend and I uh Idaho Trinities. That's a good question. I, I, I just did some hundred mile days up in the uh up in the up in the mountains. And I'm trying to think what did I use what did I use the most? What was the most useful thing other than my motorcycle, which was awesome? Didn't touch it, just rode it. Except when it got dropped in the beaver Yeah, I rode it into the water. Yeah. That's all I did. It was just awesome. I just rode Your bike it. bike was just a little dirty. It was wet. Yeah, there we go. The best piece, like what? I I don't know. What do you... He asked you too. What would you... What would, what's your... I'm, I'm thinking like some sort of a a food like item or I'm thinking I'm actually or, thinking the same thing a food yeah like or, like, a, like a food nugget or or, or like, some sort of like little drink or like something a, like that that you a would beer at the end of, for at the uh, end of the ride well, we always ended at a lodge and that was easy to acquire oh, yeah. so oh. but like what what's something so I had this it well the Motion Pro MP tool yeah George George actually kind of kind of that, that chainsaw david wood <laughs> hey david uh dave yeah dave you should have cut all the trails for them already thank you he did for me when i did tour of idaho mm-hmm. i went through some dw logs but i think yeah so yeah chainsaw uh maybe that maybe the the if you don't want to carry the chainsaw the saw that you use that big silky how was that bob oh, that's, amazing. that's a good saw Very. i just had my gardener uh he's a white dude too believe it or not out there uh, gardening because he complained about my house the way it looked and he said you should have your yard maintenance guy and I said I don't have one and then I got one real quick because he, he I told him where the saw was and he went and fixed it oh his uh, 2000 Mark Daniels has a 2007 KTM 990 Adventure S mm. so Definitely oh that's his that. profile bike maybe it's, it's a different bike uh, could have been a Craigslist picture could have been yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I think it might be time for a commercial break. Is it getting that close? Do we have any other questions we can 
The other ones are all kind of the KX250 talk. Yeah, I just put them in there in case. uh, So we'll come back. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back with a a story. I'm going to tell a story. I'm looking forward to the story. How the the, uh, internets are continuing to wreck motorcycling. We will have everybody's favorite segment, Taco Motos, Roosterando. And we will talk about a product I have, I'm going to be testing. I didn't, I, I was going to get a testing product, a tested product, but I, I didn't, I could bring my, uh, my tape measure in my new mm-hmm. tape measure. Oh, there you go. I actually was almost gifted a tape measure, the big stud tape measure. Uh, but I, I actually already purchased a little one that actually had the, the measurements marked out, you know, like the seven eighths and the three quarters and the, the five sixteenths and stuff. Cause I don't know those, I don't know which lines, which I have to mm-hmm. read it. So I had to cheat anyways. Okay. So we'll take a couple minute commercial break, support the companies that support this show. And uh, we'll see you back in a couple minutes. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. Same ones. And we are back. So thanks for watching those commercials. Were they any good? I think they were they were good. Okay, that's good. It's nice yeah. that we have commercials on the show. It's not it's not because they, they sometimes it, if if <laughs> if you're listening to it on the podcast, it's just some music. Some of them are only music. Oh, I cut those ones out. For the pod oh, you actually go in and cut it out. Yeah. For the I, podcast. I, it's only it's if there's no words and I, I would uh, most of the times I put your fast company reads in there too. Okay. Yeah. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for, it says 2022, but we know there's a lot of improvements for 2023. Yeah. We just need to get the new read. But there's probably some 2022 still sitting around on the showrooms, I guess. Probably. So, So you can, you know, you can... Even if we're reading this and, and it was 2023, 2023 stuff, you might be just catching back up on your old episodes and listening to it, and we could be in the 24. 
Mm-hmm. So this, these 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 uh, things live on the internet forever. So I was going to tell you a story, a little story about um, so a friend of mine, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be really really careful. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna incriminate anybody with names mm-hmm. at all. So so I'm not gonna I'm gonna be very vague about names. I'll describe certain things because I want to make a point here. So so here's here's what happened. My friend called me and he said, "Hey, I have this bike, and have you heard about all the problems with it?" And I know what bike it is, and I'm like, mm, "No, ha- haven't." I haven't really, that wasn't when I was really following. I haven't, I don't run in that circle, those circles hadn't, well, no, I hadn't heard about it. What, what's up? And he goes, well, I got this bike and there's this part and it just explodes for lack of a better term, just breaks. And I go, okay. He goes, he goes, yeah. And the manufacturer knows about it. And they're 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 being real deceiving and deceitful. They're not telling they're not telling you what's going on with it for real. I'm like, really? And he goes, Yeah, because it's all over the internet. <laughs> that's right. That's that's when, <laughs> that's when I just lit up. <laughs> and then I go, okay. And everybody knows about it, but they sent out a recall notice, and they told me to 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 do this. This was the recall. And he did it. He did the recall, whatever, whatever, you know. So he he got the recall performed. And I said, so how did it work? Well, I haven't ridden it. Okay. Because he's worried because the recall didn't fix the problem according to what he knew about the problem. So he also knows some other motorcycle journalists. And so he contacted another famous motorcycle journalist, a guy who's well-known, and he said, hey, blah, blah, blah. He, he did the same thing he did to me. He said, and the other guy goes, oh, yeah, I can find out. So this motorcycle journalist went to manufacturer and talked to somebody. He probably has you know access to some people. He talked to somebody and got a little bit deeper and found out that what it, what it was, like what the, what the, what happened like behind the behind the scenes and gave him back some information okay that 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 sort of sounded like somehow somebody else had done that and that's what got on the internets and then and this is what the 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 failure thing you know da 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 so this is how this how this how things get started but whatever the recall was wasn't the same part that completely absolutely Explodes or grenades, right? Okay, it's not the same part. Put the part fixed. So what I'm trying to get at here is just let's say, and I thought of a pretty good way of explaining this. Let's just say I make motorcycles. I make Jimmy Bike. And I'm Jimmy Bike is the most awesome bike ever. Okay. And I sell it to you, Matt. And you, yeah. you get you get Jimmy Bike. And you find out that Jimmy Bike, let's just say that it only has a front brake. It doesn't come with a rear brake at all because maybe we had some supply issues and we couldn't get rear brake parts. So I decided to sell it with front brakes. Mm-hmm. And every and 
everybody's crashing the Jimmy bike because it doesn't have a rear brake and it's hard to control. They're right. crashing it a lot. Right. Well, you could take the Jimmy bike and you could ride it differently, right? And you would never crash it, even with only a front brake. Right. Is this true? Does it work? Yeah, yeah. But I realized, you know what? I screwed up Jimmy bike. I, I, I'm still having a hard time getting a, a rear brake. But I found a place where I can get a rear brake. And so now I'm going to do a recall. I'm going to put a rear brake on it. Okay. And so we put the rear brake on it. And the Jimmy bike now works like every other bike because it has a rear brake. Mm-hmm. But people are still crashing it. And they say, they say, well, it didn't fix the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a certain amount of the crashing that has nothing to do with the... With, with the brake, with, yeah. With, with the, the, the brake, you know, whether the brake's on it or off it. Mm -hmm. and, but for 99% of the people, it fixed the problem. It, it made it work like everything else. All of a sudden, people just don't go there and air stab with their foot because they're so used to having a bike with a brake. Mm -hmm. But anyways, so you can, see what, you can see the thing. It was like, I put the brake on it. It, it actually, but they said, the bike still crashes. And the crashing is something completely different you can still make it do the the thing what it's doing. So mm -hmm. this is this discussion we had about this and I'm I'm being real vague about it because it's 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 something that that you know manufacturers are sensitive about this kind of stuff. I mean mm -hmm. for them to for them to issue a recall it has to be a certain percentage. And and I understand that it was a supply chain issue and something got changed. And then he's like, "Well, cuz he he knows what this part is and he's like, "Well, what if I change that?" And I go, "What if yours is fine?" And it's not one of the ones that's that. And you're, you're worried about something. It hasn't happened to your bike. And I know what they did to do the fix. I know what they did. I know the part they changed. I know what it does. I know exactly how they fixed it. It will not happen. Except for those people that it's going to happen to no matter what. Mm -hmm. Generally racers. Yeah. That are, that are doing stuff that are pushing limits and all this other stuff. So. This journalist, by the way, that got the information, you could hold, just, just for instance, you could hold up a two-stroke piston and a four-stroke piston in front of him and say, which one's out of the two-stroke, and he couldn't tell you. Really? Yeah, but he was giving information that was, you know, to that level. He was talking mm -hmm. about parts. He, he was, you know, you, you, this, this is like, this is where he's getting his technical, technical information from, somebody that doesn't understand things that are of that nature. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why would you go to that guy? I mean, he's good at starting rumors. Mm -hmm. He's good at doing doing things like this. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, when you you, you got to like, and that, that's why that's why he finally he finally came to, came to me because he wanted he wanted to get the real thing. But he wasn't happy with the answer I was giving him. And I'm I'm explaining to him. I like, look this, this. Trust me, it's not the part that you think. It, there, there's a reason why that part fails. And you can change this and that won't fail anymore. It's just, it's just, it could be like, let's just say chains and sprockets or something like that. And all of a sudden, let's just say that there's a master link failure mm -hmm. on a certain bike, a certain model, a certain something, just this master link. And they do a recall and they give you a new master link. And people say, say but you didn't give me a whole chain. It's like it's not the change, it's the master link. And it's like, but I saw a guy that that is his his bike exploded, you know, which the chain came apart because it broke the master link, mm -hmm. and it broke the cases. 
and this is what we're talking about. It's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's cause and effect. It's other things. It's like, yeah, but it was because the master link broke and you want a whole new chain or you want new chain and sprockets because it's all part of the same thing. So anyways, mm-hmm. be careful what you read on the internet because I promise you, I promise you that if it, if you see it on the internet and it happened to one person, there's 10 guys that like to go be megaphones about it and they like to grab it and take it. And then, and then all of a sudden those 10 guys show it to a hundred people. And now everybody thinks it happened to a hundred different people. Cause they're, you know, they're sharing it like the echo chamber. Like remember when Ricky Brayback posted the picture of the, of the, the KTM with the front end snapped off. Okay. Yeah. It was just something he, he, I don't know if he posted or he sent it to me. He sent it to me and he's like, Hey, what about that? And he just kind of joked about it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm, I've seen guys do ridiculously stupid, big jumps or miss jumps or crash into something. That particular one happened when a guy shot off of a berm at a race and head on another guy. Oh wow! Like they they literally head on and uh-huh. and it's probably a good thing that triple clamp snapped because it impor- <laughs> Im- it absorbed some of the impact. Right. Yeah. In the collision, <laughs> and it was a crush zone, but it wasn't what you thought. But if you just saw that picture, if you just took that picture out of context, it's like all KTM triple clamp snap. You got to, you know, do this. And I've seen it with, you know, whether you're talking to, you know, guys that are talking about, you know, YZ250, older YZ250 FX heads being bad, or even like, even like known issues like Honda CRF250X valves were soft. The titanium valves and the, and the heads, the, 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 the metallurgy was not correct. If you maintain the bike properly and rode it properly, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was definitely, and this is the this is the beginning of the high performance four stroke. You are mm-hmm. asking for this level of performance, and you're going to pay for it with motor, you know, with maintenance costs and less durability. Right. And and for sure, if you ever let any dirt go by it, it just amplified the problem because it wore the coating right off. And yeah, so so these are the these are the push pulls with. Uh, with everything these days, with all the all of the different things that you need to kind of think. But, you know, be careful when you're uh, – see, uh, Trevor Hunter wants to know, will you ride the 24-hour? Our team has some openings now. I don't race anymore, Trevor. And you got to answer the questions on the uh, KX250F before I can do anything for you. <laughs> I, got a, I, got a, I got a busy schedule. You don't want me on there. You, just, you know – Don't want me on there. No. Logan? You can't. What happened to Eli Tomac? I thought you had him hooked. <laughs> I thought that was a, I thought that was signed, sealed, and delivered. Dirt Bike Test's website says you had a little chat with him. Oh, mm-hmm. if I read it correctly, did you bring it up? You're a pussy. You wouldn't even bring it up. That's the thing. You wouldn't even bring it up in a joke. So a 12 pack of PBR will be righted at the finish. A 30 pack if we win. Well, it's if like, you yeah, it's like a five dollar and a seven dollar winning bonus. <laughs> Well, like a five dollar you know, signing. Hey, some people will ride for food. You know, we'll work yeah. for we'll, 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 yeah, <laughs> all the different things. So yeah, let's see uh-huh. something to do with RPM. Let's see, what do you think about Nick Gore's tech talk? I don't know about Nick Gore's tech talk. Is that is that Eric Gore? Is that related to Eric Gore? Because I, I remember I had some real interesting discussions with Eric Gore, and uh, he was very knowledgeable and definitely out there. Yes. <laughs> That's being polite. <laughs> uh, let's see. Big Smoke says Nick Gore not good with the master. He runs Buck Wild. Huh? Huh? I don't know. I have to go find it. Send put a link in the chat where we can find that. 
Um, actually, I, I got to be driving, so maybe I have time to listen to some podcasts. <laughs> oh, so, boy. Uh, I, try to, I try to actually get educated and not, not about motorcycle stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, you know, here's the bad thing is that Nick Gore University, Gore-Tex uh, brand. Gore-Tex? Eh, I don't think we're looking at the right thing. Probably. I don't think yeah. so. Is he an actor? <laughs> that makes him that makes him have a really good opinion about stuff. You know, all you have to have is an iPhone and then you can have a have like what we have here and then you're a professional. So you don't it requires very little experience. You just go on, you push the button, kinda like what I did on the the, the Instagrams tonight. I big smoke, I've never heard of Nick Gore, honestly. Uh I I live in a very small world. <laughs> Uh, I ride dirt bikes and uh, swing a hammer every once in a while when I'm allowed to. I mean, I'm right. not really, I'm not that good at it. Like I'm still learning how to read a tape measure. That's where I am in my um, uh, remodeling and construction skills, laying tile or whatever I do. So all that stuff. I Trevor's not really responding. He didn't. He did not ask Eli Tomac, Tomac when he had the chance. No man. He could have found somebody. I mean, you got to find somebody else out there. I mean, he, he had the Lawrence brothers out there. Mm-hmm. Y- like, you could just paint the bike red when they had to grab it. Yeah. There's yeah, probably they, they, they somebody. Want money. Well, no, they, they, all ride, they, they all ride for fun. Well, they get money. Well, why get money when you can get PBRs? Yeah. Got to find they're in it for the for the love of it. I mean, look at what Ronnie Mack can do with those. Yeah. I don't think he drinks anymore. Actually, that was one of the things I listened to. I listened to a... a uh, a podcast with him on it and uh it sounded like he was cutting back on drinking <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh good for him though hey the yz450f and yz250f bring the performance with powerful four-stroke engines reduced unsprung weight and new suspension settings for the look of a full factor ride both the yz450f and yz250f come in an exclusive monster energy yamaha racing edition graphics package but as a viewer and listener to this podcast you already know that and you can take the precision tunability to the next level with yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app it's so free that you can buy it no matter what brand you have. That's how free it is. And you can point it at it, and it just doesn't work as good as it does on the Yamahas. And that's probably the best feature that those things have. And if the guy who was riding up in Idaho, if he were riding a Yamaha, that's what I would take with me. My Yamaha Power Tuner app to just dial my power in perfect for those long trail rides. So... That'd be on my YZ450 FX or my Yamaha WR450 with the competition ECU that allows the use of the Power Tuner app. And Mark Daniels is killing me because he is having Herdura Ultra Anejo. Man, that's good stuff. So... Okay, George is answering questions in the chat. If you're wondering how this stuff works... Um, we've talked about it. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on Facebook. We have a live chat going in both of those places. We answer the questions right away in those. So if you have a question, participate there. If you have a friend that has a question or you're looking at something on the internet and doesn't make sense of the question, you can get a straight answer from us or at least eh, eight out of 10 times. We give a pretty Mm -hmm. good answer. Do we want to get into our favorite segment? Rooster Endo. Rooster Endo, brought to you by Taco Moto. That's tacomoto.co. 
They have lots of parts, especially for your KTM and Husky. They have a lot of Honda parts. Mostly they really specialize in the kind of the uh, EXC, uh, FE, you know, the dual sport type bikes. But they have a lot of products that will work on everything. Check out their uh, fuel pump kits for KTMs. So if you're having any fuel pump issues, which according to the Internet, every bike will have all the time. Uh, go to takamoto.co and get there. They give a $100 gift certificate for the the bike that we pick as being most deserving of the award, whether it roosts or endos. Correct, Matt? Correct. Okay. You're giving me a picture? Yep. And this is going to be Chris Sadiq. Sadiq. Chris Sadiq. 2023. Oh, let me put the picture up for the for the viewers. Right. He took a picture of the bike in his in living house? room. Yeah. In his pool room. Right. See the pool are cues the, up there? Are those cues? You just pull the pool they cues. Like pool do, cues. do you see? Are those like, uh, almost look like draft? Uh, they look like gold medals oh, on the wall. they are medals. Yeah, you're right. He's got four ISD gold medals just like me. Yeah. Wow. What's his name? Chris Sadiq. Okay. I got four ISD gold medals right behind me, or <laughs> right behind Matt, or between yeah. us. Yeah, so that's 20, good. 2023 EXEF 500 Ruby slash Moto mounted R7 Takamoto Tidy Tail Moto minded flex plate Source off road front blinkers Enduro engineering handguards Bulletproof designs rear brake lever Self mirror Fastway bar inserts and Pro taper handlebars. Okay, hold on, hold the horses. So he mounted his stock handguards to the enduro engineering wraparound Wrap handguards. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. I like that because I have um we have a lot of rental bikes that get tossed on the ground a lot. Yeah. And I have a lot of stock handguards because <laughs> we like to put the wraparounds on there. Because I was I was calling I was calling BS. And uh, and because I saw the stock handguards when I heard that thing and and then I, I looked at it closely. Well what's the headlight? Baja designs? Or motor minded? What's he got up there? Does he say about headlight? Uh oh. He's leaving stuff out. Uh, Ruby motor minded R seven. Okay. Is that the headline? I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's okay. the new one. I think they just got in stock. I think they were going to be sending us one uh, when they came in. I I got the uh, helmet light and haven't had a chance to play with it, even though I need to. And I'm 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 a little concerned about the tires though. Can you see the tires, Matt? Yeah, those are, those look stock Continentals. By the way, there's a recall on a lot of those stock Continental tires, and they'll <laughs> Continental will essentially buy you a new set of tires. Uh, check out like I think it's go to continentalrecall.com or something. Oh, really? Yeah, and you can find out. I don't know which years they, but it was a lot of more affected. I actually probably threw away five or six tires oh, that really? uh, I could have. Uh, had recalled, but uh, I'm good on the tires. Thank you, Kenda. They support my riding school. So the bike is in his living room, pool room, or something like that. It's not the best photo because he obviously has a front disc protector on it mm -hmm. uh, that he's not showing us. He does not have a skid plate. I'm worried about the tires. The lighting's not that awesome. No. But I do like the way he worked on the hand guards. Oh, boy. Rooster Endo. Um, I want I want a little bit more. I'm endoing it. I'm gonna endo it as well because I hate those tires. <laughs> I 
hates them. Yeah, they're they're not that good in the dirt. They're they're really good on adventure bikes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good. They're good for adventure bikes. But yeah, okay, we'll go with the yeah. We'll right. go with the Nando on that one. Yeah, I, I, I. But I would like to see a close up photo of the of how we mounted those handguards. If they're if they actually look look pretty sano, if it was easy to do, do you just like run a couple of a those self tapping sheet metal screws into them, or how does that how does that work? Right. What's okay. up next? Up next is going to be. I'll start reading it while you. Chad. Uh, oh. Well, I'll start reading it while you get the buttons pushed. So this is Chad Hunter's bike, and uh, this bike finished the tour of Idaho in 2017. He's number 50, and it hasn't done anything noteworthy since. I wonder when I did my tour of Idaho. Holy crap. <laughs> 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 yeah, you, this is a long list. Yeah, I want that photo. This All right, nineteen ninety three Honda XR two hundred. Okay, straight away XR two hundred with a two thousand five CRF two thirty engine. What? <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> oh, the engine mounts lined up, or did you just like drop it in there and let it levitate on oh, its there, own? There's more. There's more. Oh, I know there's more. I'm I'm getting kind of scared because I can see some parts I recognize <laughs> and other things. There's like, what what a beautiful picture. A, like that makes me want to ride. The light's actually not that bad. You know, he's he's got it on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at the altitude there. You know how much those things suffer when they go up in altitude? That thing has the power of my TTR 125, maybe, right now. Okay, keep going. Athena 233 piston and cylinder. Uh, okay. 233cc. Uh, stock XR200R can carburetor. Stator was rewound to use all available poles. Trail Tech regulator recif- Recifitire. <laughs> Regulator rectifier. Regulator rectifier. Timed output used for all DC loads. Anti-gravity 401 battery. BBR CRF230F exhaust system that was bent, cut, and rewelded to fit the XR200 chassis. Turned down added to make, uh, make it less annoying to the rest of the world. Actually, BBR has a quiet core insert now. Oh, I know yeah. this because I have some BBR pipes on some of my bikes. And they have, uh, I don't know what they call it, but um, they they do have a quiet insert if you're interested. If you have a BBR, let's make a little bit too much noise. Uh, and they work in a couple of other different pipes as well. So they, they, they basically kind of copied the stock Honda insert, and mm-hmm. it really does a good job. Okay, so stock spark arrester, keeping things legal. Header wrapped around to reduce fire risk. 1995 Honda XR250R swing arm. 1986 XR200 Rocker Link, 1984 XR200 Pull Rod Link, uh, 2002 XR250R Shock with the Clevis redrilled for correct length. Do you think that this guy just has a pile of Honda shit just spread out? I'd like to see a picture of his yard. Right. And hopefully it's not his front yard. I almost wonder if it was just like he just needed a new part, so he went on eBay and it's like, yeah, eh, it's close enough. Can I just guess on the gas tank? Let me just get. Does he talk about the gas tank anyplace? I want to uh, guess on the gas tank and the fork. Oh my god, it gets even crazier. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I don't know about the gas tank yet, but found an old uh, for for Daddy chain guide to use for that for that two thousand six CR two fifty. So that, that, that for that chain guide is probably off of an uh, KDX two hundred. Yeah, no. But he but he but he didn't want to say Kawasaki because I can mm. see this guy's pretty Honda. 
Although I'm I'm staring at the front forks. Oh, he's and, and, and good God, if those front forks are, are KTM MDF air forks, <laughs> I will I will uh, yeah. So okay, keep going. Okay, 2006 Honda CRF 450 rear brake system, Honda transplant rear rotor or Translap. Transalp. Transalp, yeah. I, I read it wrong twice. Rear rotor, 2002 Honda XR250R rear he, he wheel. Works at, he works at the Honda shop, and when they bring in a bike that's just been in an accident or something on the flatbed, and they slide it off the back, and it goes, like, he, he gets all this stuff. And just, yeah, just keep going. Okay. PBI sprockets, 1350. 43 millimeter WP open fork cartridge forks from a 2006 KTM 105 SX. So close. How close was how, 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 how do I just spot those things? And by the way, super horrible. <laughs> Using KTM Power Parts 20 millimeter offset clamps. <laughs> I'm surprised the clamps go on that. Oh, it's easy to make fork clamps work on other bikes. Uh, front rotor. Just big washers. <laughs> front rotors from braking. With a uh, 105SX formula brake system. Oh, boy. <laughs> Springs are, for, from, are from Slavens in uh, 0.44 kilogram per millimeter variety. Revalved to his liking. Excel 21-inch rim laced to a 105SX hub with uh, Buchanan spokes. Honda CRF150R front fender. I'm only halfway through Flex, uh, flex bars. Well, you're going to need, because like I said, those are bad forks, and you yep. wanted to make them good. You put flex handlebars on there. Exactly. Fastcompany.com, F-A-S-S-T. Custom narrowed center section that was a, uh, and uh, in quotes, that was a pain, so I could have more narrow bars with full length grip section, yellow bumpers, steering dampener crossbars run upside down with Trailtech Voyager Pro mounted on custom plate. Fastway handguards modified to work with flex bars, Sykra headlight with aftermarket LED bulb, LED blinkers and taillight, horn turn signals, brake light mirrors, and all the street legal stuff. Foot pegs relocated by welding Honda CRF450F brackets down and back on on the frame. See, wait a minute, CRF450F brackets because it's an aluminum. Oh, but the do those bolt onto the yeah they bolt they're they're they bolt onto their metal brackets that bolt onto the aluminum frame. That's yeah, good job. Okay, uh, some kind of aluminum foot pegs. Nineteen eighty four Honda XR two hundred R body Gas skid plate. That's that's what I, I was literally. That's the what I was going to call out. I was going to say it was a nineteen eighty four XR two hundred R gas tank. That's the mm-hmm. four valve gas tank. Seat Concepts isn't interested in building XR200R seats, so <laughs> he had to roll his own. Tubeless front and rear Shinko 505 Cheater rear tire and currently running the Tusk T35 front. Replaced any steel part with aluminum that I could. Custom built a bunch of bushings, brackets, etc. to bolt a uh, conglomeration together. Oh, conglomeration. <laughs> and wow. it has been a fun little mountain goat. I have I have w- one question. Why? <laughs> why? 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 But and here's the thing is it's like but why does this bike roost? It it that thing roosts so hard. Yeah. 
Yeah, because he's done he's done so much stuff. Just just digging into the <laughs> Honda and sometimes a KTM dumpster, just slapping it all together. And I guarantee you that thing works no better than the stock XR two hundred that it kind of sort of maybe almost looks like. And yeah, uh, that's a labor of love, and you have a problem. So someone just li- he just likes making his own thing. That's that's yeah, you fun. know how you said this is my you, in your example from earlier it was this is this is Jimmy bike right well the, the, this is Chad's bike like Chad's bike company it's just it's Chad bike Chad bike it needs a recall it needs a recall I've got a so if he's watching. The late great Bruce Ogilvy, one of Jimmy's mentors. Uh, there was a question about Bruce Ogilvy or mentioned earlier. Swore that if you put upside down forks on any XR, you would be really sorry. Mm. Oh, I know they. I know they said that. I actually put I put CR two fifty cartridge forks on my ISD bike, and he he got so upset. Yeah, I've seen him get. Upset. He, he got really upset because. Um, he didn't want me to do it, and he because I, I asked him, I asked him for them, and he's like, no, don't do it. And I, you know, through Al Baker and a couple other people, which just made it even worse. <laughs> I managed to borrow a set of uh, borrow a set of forks, and and I got that thing working. Well, it was good enough to beat most every other 350 four stroke, even though mine was just a 280 at the uh, ISDE. I just got beat by a guy in a Husqvarna 350. There was a prototype bike, so air hammer. All right, this is Chance uh, McCamish, 1986 YZ490 Air Hammer, Tom Morgan ported slash head mod, Race Tech balanced the crank, 2001 YZ426 front end, suspension was done by Race Tech, comes with the flex bars, pro circuit pipe slash silencer, and is set up for GP slash desert vintage class racing. So you can hear that bike coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, your fillings in your teeth feel it coming. So that's an eighty-five or eighty-six. 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 Does he? Did he deactivate the brake activated suspension system? Did not mention that the the bass. So uh, for those that don't know what that is, and this has a torque arm down there going to a rear drum brake, which actually didn't really slow the bike down that well. But when you pushed on the brake pedal, it pulled on a little cable that went into the shock and it opened up a bypass valve so that the shock would move more free. And in, in concept, in theory, that was really good. Uh, but you sure as heck didn't want to land off of a jump and push down on your brake. <laughs> I know this from experience. Oh, I can see the rod. You can see the, the that's the torque arm. Yeah. What are we looking for? The bass system? I don't know. We can't tell. Well, he, but he did all the things to the motor to, to, you know, I I don't know if balancing the crank really helps, but uh, uh, to have the head, you know, the squish band, because those things would detonate. You get them hot and they just detonate like a monster, but they sound good. Uh, It's just, uh, I kind of, I kind of. Yamaha for a while made this WR500, which was basically this bike and kind of an off-road trim, and I really liked that that bike. I don't know why. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of the, the the problem with them and the the especially the WR now is that like that if you find one with their they're actually cool bikes. The tanks are so brittle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just the tanks they vibrate and they crack the tanks and stuff. Yeah, this bike roost. So is that why? You'll see KX500s and CR500s, but now you'll never see like a WR500. 
as or you want some as often? I don't, I don't think they were all that popular. Uh, I don't think they were all that popular. The WR five hundred, but uh, look at the fender on that thing, just so round. Yeah. <laughs> the, it it looks like they just made a perfect circle, and then they cut it in half, and then kind of morphed it to be more fender shape. Yeah. He took it outside. That's nice that he took it outside and shot a photo of it. Yeah. A little bit backlit, but not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a roost. That's a good one. Thanks, Chad. I I, I still like those bikes. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you just like you just have a, a soft spot for the Certain weird things. Ones. All right, so I wasn't quite sure on the name on this one. He submitted it as a BT Trap, though, I believe. This is from Instagram. 2022 mm-hmm. 500 EXC, uh, sorry, XCFW. Yeah, uh, it's a KTM rally replica tower from a kit 690 out of Romania. Uh, twin GP, uh, twin GPS, uh, ICOs, F2R roadbook holder, moto minded stout mount, KTM full wrap handguards, Scott's steering dampener, a Cherubi. <laughs> HRBs, uh, the way he put it in the thing made me laugh. 4.5 gallon fuel tank, seat concepts, comfort XL seat, full FMF 4.1 system, choky stuff deleted, taco tuned Git ECU designed for breaching dunes in Sonora, Henson clutch cover because I was drunk, WP Pro component (laughs) suspension because tequila. Str- uh, stealth sprocket tusk so, rear discard. So, so what's what's our what's our BT trap likes to likes to to, to, to put a couple back and then get on the internet and order parts. Yeah. <laughs> you you are Takamoto's favorite customer. <laughs> yeah, uh, tusk rear discard nitro moose desert Maxis desert it tires. This is the fourth rally bike that he has built, and the goal is to keep the skinny bike vibe losing weight each time thanks to taco mike this bike is angry as hell and my wife wants a divorce by the way this pick is from a taco run yeah how many how many so you got all this stuff how many rallies have you done if you want rally training i just sent out an email today uh, about my rally training online rally training that we're going to do next week if we get enough interest it's funny because everybody says they want to do it but then when it comes time to pony up and pay Mm -hmm. uh they don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, I, I saw a great, I saw a great meme today. Oh yeah, it kind of has the thing. It says like everyone wants to win, but not many people want to do what it takes to win. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what it said in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I you don't have to, you don't have to want to win to well, wanna, it's to want to want to wanna learn or do better or yeah. you know do yeah learn do better you know and it's. <laughs> when I when I, I, I when I see the exponential dollars on something like this, mm-hmm. and I just I look at those those some of those just jalopies in my shop right now that are the same thing, except they have none of this stuff. <laughs> they have none of this stuff, yeah. but they will accomplish exactly the same goal. Mm-hmm. For actually, I was gonna I was gonna the first thing that came to my mind is like, well, now that you've spent three times the the retail value on modifying it, when are you gonna sell it for half price to build another one? <laughs> so you know because these, these are the kind of deals I ever like I want to want to trip on every once in a while mm-hmm. when the guy just wants to get rid of it. Uh, this bike definitely it looks like a nice bike. I think a lot of people will be really proud you know he did he did it he did it the way he wanted to do it and he did it right. I like this I don't 
I don't know about the <laughs> when he hit the hinge and clutch cover, he made fun of himself. I mm-hmm. thought that was good, but you know what? They they that's the factory look. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that's done to this that does it gives you the factory look, and it's just like you know the, you show up at the you know beginner line at the motocross races these days, and people have custom graphics and and you know painted helmets and. When when you you know and gear with sublimated logos and like they have stuff that I never even had when I was a factory rider you know <laughs> they just have the they and I'm like so and then 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 you watch them like loop out off the start line so yeah this bike roost it's a good bike nice it's a nice nice bike I liked his uh, I liked his comments too yeah he didn't take himself too serious I mean you can't if you're gonna send your bike in and you take yourself serious you're gonna get wrecked on That's the show insta roost. Insta, hey, I'm sorry, instant endo. No, it's not instant endo. I mean, his, the bike may roost. Give me one of those pens. I want to stab myself after looking at that thing, realizing <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> I'm actually going to stick it to the yeah. to the bolt and board. Uh, All right. So this was... Hey, George, how come you don't buy one of these things and build one and, and then just leave it here for use? Oh, God, that looks super familiar. It is very familiar because... San Felipe Bob, he actually put this oh. on a comment uh, from, I believe, last week's post. Did I send in my dad's 1978 TT500? Oh. It was a trench digger, and it's a real man's bike. Yeah, and he's got he's got the Preston Petty front headlight with the headlight missing, and the Cycle-Am front fender. <laughs> Uh, the hiking boot, the work boots, the, yeah. the, the flannel, open face helmet. Yeah, open face helmet. It's probably that's probably an electro helmet. Huh. I think. Yeah. Oh man, that's a uh, so not a lot of info on the bike there. <laughs> I like the tank. The tank. Yeah, is that the aluminum? I I think they were probably pressed steel at that point. Yeah. They started pressing them, but that was a, that bike was a bitch to start. Mm-hmm. And it vibrated like a sieve, mm-hmm. and it was just, uh, yeah, nothing, not not really anything to write home about. But it might have dug a trench because it was so heavy, and it probably <laughs> took a little bit to get to, to get moving. Yeah, get it moving. It's roosting. This bike definitely roosts. I like it. I like that. I just like that. <laughs> it's got a little history. So what? It, I, I saw this because he probably put it on his regular social media, mm-hmm. and we kind of saw the. No, he he commented on. I, I almost want to say that those things were stock. That that skid plate was stock. Yeah, that's where Touratech got their hydroform skid plate uh, designs from. <laughs> and now, now that same skid plate works on BMW 850s. Uh, another pen. Okay. So that's that's everything. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's not even close for me for who who my winner is. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, yeah. The XR 200, right? Oh, it's. Frank I, I, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I've never, I've never so quickly decided this is the winner. Yeah, no, I was the same way. That guy, that guy. We, I, yeah. we were halfway through hey, reading his and list, the and fact he was the that, winner. The fact that that thing finished the tour of Idaho. Yeah, because the, when you when you cobble something like that together, you so many points of failure. Mm-hmm. You, you're just yeah. asking for a problem, but you know maybe it's uh, and and the, the the line in there that just kind of sent it home. It's like it did that, you know. And it did the tour of Idaho, and it hasn't done much since. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he, he's probably sitting on another a KTM 500 at home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, he, that he actually rides, or maybe a KTM 200. Find out what he spent that hundred bucks on. What was that? When 
Oh, find out what he spent the hundred bucks on. Yeah. yeah. Tell him it's required to let us know what he bought. Yeah. When, uh, last, last week's winner sent a really, really nice, uh, email. So Frank and roost. Oh, oh yeah, we did. Yeah. We got yeah. that back. He was it. Cause so we, it was last week's winner was the, the guy with his whole flam family stuffed on his bike. Yep. He, 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 he looked kind of like one of those, um, Indonesian families that's going to the mall, except he was just sitting in his front yard <laughs> uh, with his kids on all smashed onto his bike. And, and I said, I said, a happy family that looks good and i and i knew that this guy had you know because he didn't need any parts for that bike mm-hmm. i'm like he, he has to have something in the back in the garage and that's what he said yeah i got a ktm 500 in the garage and well and he sent a picture with with uh all the kids on their own bike yeah yeah so, so good to, definitely good to see so yeah, chad hunter please reach out to me and we'll get you set up Right on. Uh, hey, this section this section was definitely brought to you by Taco Moto. You can go to Taco Moto for all of your motorcycle needs. Um, if you go there, especially if you're the guy that owns that KTM uh, rally bike, you uh, just have a couple drinks, and you can buy everything. Yeah, <laughs> the, plenty plenty <laughs> of stuff for you. But this show wouldn't be possible without the help of Yamaha Scott Sports Climb. I haven't been wearing anything but a climb T-shirt. In fact, I was driving across uh, the desert the other day, and I saw a guy pulled off the side of the road on an adventure bike, and he had an extra set of tires strapped on that were knobbies. And so I said, I got to go say hi to this guy because he definitely had he had a map out, and there was some road closures and things going on. So I pulled over, and uh, he 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 knew who I was. He'd actually <laughs> driven by here. He, oh, really? Yeah, he'd driven by here. He wanted to just kind of see what our what our little compound was and stuff. He was all super stoked. Guy's from Hawaii, and uh, he had to get a he had to get a picture of me. And I was luckily I was wearing my climb shirt. Oh, nice! That I'd spilled burrito juice all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't too proud of that. But hey, you know you just do what you got to do. So that's I've been wearing climb t-shirts, uh, and I got some I got a whole bunch of new climb socks, and I'm stoked because my stocks sock supply was going south. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got some ones for the summer and some ones for the winter because they do make awesome winter socks for sure. DDC, makers, uh, makers of fine chain wheels. So if you need a sprocket, check out DDC, ddcracing.com. Trail Tech, makers of the Voyager Pro, which I will be using at the KTM rally to tell me where not to go. Fast Company, seat concepts and bulletproof designs. So Seat Concepts is evidently having kind of a little bit of an open house uh, a couple days leading up to the Cape Town Adventure Rider Rally up in Idaho. So if you're there, go ahead and uh, stop by and take a little take a little tour. Say hi to the guys at Seat Concepts and uh, learn a little bit about their foam. So you can also support Dirt Bike Test by clicking through the link on our website. You can support us by shopping at Amazon when you're buying, you know, Split air conditioning units, uh, large L- LED TVs. Um, what else do you buy on Amazon that costs a whole lot of money where we get a chunk from it? Ooh, camera equipment. Camera equipment. Yeah, when you're buying new camera equipment to shoot better photos for Rooster Endo. Mm-hmm. Uh, iPhone 27s or whatever they're selling this week. I think f- 14. I, I think 14. Yeah, I so when know. you're buying your new uh, fake iPhone 14 on Amazon, uh, click through in the links. Uh, we get a little chunk of that. It helps us out a lot. And uh, I think that's uh, that's yeah. our list of sponsors. Hey, yeah. we don't just we don't just uh, let anybody sponsor this show. We're selective. So I, I will say uh, I will interject with the Jimmy Lewis Off Road Online Courses. Mm. Uh, 
online coaching, there is a form of it now available where you can purchase Zoom meetings with me and uh, we'll go over videos. Is that why you're a riding coach? Yes. Because you can Zoom. Yep, you can Zoom and then we'll go over... Now, this this is available in a limited capacity right now, but it'll expand as we get more videos up there. It'll be really sounds, cool. Sounds good. Yeah, so go to jimmylewisoffroad.com for that. Hey, we just... Uh, we actually sent out in our newsletter, if you sign up for the jimmylewisoffroad.com newsletter, we put our dates out so the people and the classes are filling up uh, as we suspect, like they usually do. So typically they'll fill up, almost fill up before we ever announce the dates on social media and for sure before we ever get them up on the website. So mm-hmm. if you want to know when we're doing classes, the newsletter is the way to go. That's where... You find out the information first, plus we usually give you a little nugget of information about other stuff. Yep. A little riding tips sometimes. Uh, oh, my, my beginner class, my learn to ride course dates are there too. Oh, yeah. Beginner yeah. riding courses. Yeah. Your own schools. Which, uh, yeah, we're getting more and more. I'm actually getting more and more inquiries about that. Pretty stoked. That's good. Yeah. It's something that's, it's definitely something that's needed. Uh, we have also rally navigation training online rally navigation training so uh it's pretty high level i mean but if you want to sound more uh smart when you're mm-hmm. you know chatting on the forums about how rally navigation works uh we can teach you if you just want to do it as a <laughs> as, yeah. as a as a as a casual as a casual thing i'll teach you the same stuff i taught the, those those guys that ricky brabeck guy and that uh, andrew short guy and a lot of the other guys that have been through this program. Uh, we don't work with them anymore, but there's a lot of them. And American Rally Originals, Dakar Rally team says, C-Concepts is supporting Molly Moto guys at Dakar Rally this upcoming year. I don't think there's anything more important than a seat over 5,000 miles. I'm going to disagree with you because if you're sitting on the seat, you're not doing it right as a riding coach. <laughs> but it is nice on the transfer sections for sure to have a good seat. But uh, yeah, anything to make. Uh, yeah, there there are guys that that really struggle with monkey butt and stuff on those rallies. But I never did. I stood up the whole time. So, mm-hmm. are you guys going to do more better rider podcasts? That's a good question, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we need to. Actually, we need to get some of our other coaches in here. Yeah, we sit them down, talk to them, and. Uh, we need to sit down and do a couple more. Uh, but yes, we will be doing mm-hmm. some more. Bill, thanks a lot uh, for watching. Share those. So the Better Rider podcast is a lot more professional. Uh, gives you a lot more useful information. Mm-hmm. And uh, we try our best. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle says, fair enough. But Jesus, a long ways and my ass is a sissy. <laughs> Kyle McCoy <laughs> has finished the deck hard. He has every right to say every bit of that. There we so, go. <laughs> that's... Uh, Really cool. Well, hey, uh, thanks everybody for joining in. We're gonna get it. I want to interview Jimmy Lewis on a Better Rider podcast. Okay, George. Yeah. yeah, come on. When you're down, when you move down here to, to beautiful Prump, Nevada, I've got your uh, spot. Hey, you know what I was thinking? I got that solar trail. I can plug George in that solar trail. He won't run my electrical bill up so much. Yeah. Yeah. When he's down here, <laughs> so he has some flushatron or something on his giant motorhome, and it like makes use a lot of power. So with that, everybody, um, I can't think of anything else. I think we're good. I think, I think we're that's all the show. good. So that's the show. Uh, we come every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. live Pacific Coast time. So stack up your questions. Tell a friend. Send your bikes in, too. 
some rooster. We got some openings in Rooster Endo. There's a hundred bucks up for grabs, mm-hmm. and you can you can even practice calling in on the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. Do we have voicemail set up on that yet? No, they've been. Set, they should have been. They they are set up. I don't think anyone's. Oh, left no, yet. nobody's left a voicemail. Chickens. So okay, with that, we are going to see you out in the trail. Cheers. Cheers.